0: Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, this is L.A. Welcome back. I ran into a situation the other day with a friend, a very close friend, who is of the charismatic Pentecostal kind of variety. And I lean that direction as well. Um, I try to balance myself a bit. And let me clarify what I mean. There are situations when, especially if, uh, you're in a church that considers itself charismatic uh, and that would be Pentecostal type situations where you they have a term called word of knowledge there's also a word of prophecy and things of that nature but what it means is the spirit of God gives you information on a situation specific situation or edification for a person all right and you give that information to them and i believe god can still do that there is a caveat though and this is where things get a little tricky A lot of times, you'll hear some really crazy stuff that doesn't line up with the Word of God. And here's the thing. Any word of knowledge, word of prophecy, has to line up with the Word of God. It has to. If it doesn't, then basically what you're saying is, okay, God speaks to me all by himself, and and I don't need the Bible anymore. And when you're doing that, you're going off the reservation. You're you're you have left the building, and that is cultic behavior, and that is not of God. I don't know what that is, but that is not of God. It's probably something else. Satan's messing with somebody's head, because here's the thing: Uh, that's how you get crazy factions started, is when all of a sudden somebody says, oh, well, you know, hey, I don't have to follow the Bible anymore, you know, the Bible is secondary to me. Whoa. Because if it's not lining up with the Word of God, it is not biblical, and if it's not biblical, then it's not of God. I mean, so here's the thing. Now, um, I'm probably going to get bashed over that from this perspective, and that is that there are, uh, there are celebrations and there are things that we do that people, that are not in the Bible per se, right? Uh, for example, Christmas isn't in the Bible, you know, and people are going to say, well, what do you mean? Uh, so that's, that's totally uh, not of God? Well, uh, I think you're missing my point. <laughs> the point is this. When the Spirit works, and I believe the Spirit does, and the Spirit of God talks to you, it lines up with what He has already said. So, there are edifications, and by edifications I mean counseling. Somebody may be in a a really hard situation, and God puts something on your heart to share with that person. That's what a word of knowledge is. Now, the situation I ran into was this. And, and let me kind of use this as an example. And this is a person who is really, in my opinion, trying to do what God wants. Alright? So, he hit me up with Jeremiah 1.5. Alright. Jeremiah one five says Before I formed you in the womb I knew you, and before you were born I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Alright. Now this is God talking to Jeremiah at the very beginning of the book of Jeremiah about his calling. Now, here's what my friend grabbed out of there, all right? And this is where he went off the reservation out of the building. He said, well, see, if God knows you before you were born, then you must have been in heaven. And if you are in heaven, then you had a chance to talk to God and visit with God. So I asked God to to, to, to let me know, you know, to help me remember that before I was born. Whoa! Whoa! Okay, now, whoa, hold on. You just went, okay, you just ran this verse right out of the the park. So, that's why I say, and this is why I get really crazy about context. Context. God's talking to Jeremiah. So, let's look at this. So now, you know, if if you want to run it to the rails that way, you say, "Oh, well, so so Jeremiah was in heaven talking to God before he was even born." No, 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 no. <laughs> not what I'm getting at? See, the thing is, is in Hebrew, this is trying to make a point. Okay, this is trying to make a point, and the point is, is that God is omniscient. He knows everything. He knows us before we were born because he's omniscient, and because he's God. That doesn't mean we were all running around heaven before we were born. And a lot of people love, especially people who like the idea of reincarnation, okay? Love that thought. Okay, and and there is a stream of thought out there of people that, okay, you die and your soul goes back to heaven and you're waiting around to be a baby again. No! And a lot of major motion pictures have pulled up on this, and and you know, and just kind of recycling souls. That's that's a real chain of thought in, in some people's. Deal, but that's not what's being what God is getting at. That's not what's being taught here. God is emphasizing to Jeremiah the purposefulness of His calling. He is assuring Jeremiah, Hey, Jeremiah, start to finish, even before you came on the scene, I knew you and selected you, hand-selected you as my servant. Now, that's awesome. And i got to tell you, this was not a fun gig for Jeremiah. There's a reason they call Jeremiah the Weeping Prophet. Because he went through a lot of really hard stuff. And that's why right after the book of Jeremiah, as the prophet you know, book of Jeremiah, you got lamentations of Jeremiah. So that's not the celebrations of Jeremiah, but the lamentations of Jeremiah. So the guy went through a ton of stuff. But God is trying to emphasize, look, I was with you before you were even born. I will be with you through this entire process. I hand-selected you. You are my prophet. That's what he's trying to tell. And no, Jeremiah wasn't up in heaven talking to God and running around heaven before he was born. Because conception, right, is generally accepted as, boom, the start of a human being. In Christian circles, you know, especially... You, know, whether you whether you believe in spirits or, or, or just biology that's generally you know kind of where things start of course when that person you know the big argument and I'm not going there is when you actually become a person person right but this in my opinion argues to the fact that you're a person <laughs> I' mean, you're if God knows you. Now, does that mean just, you know, that God just knew Jeremiah before he was born? Well, if God is on mission, and he is, then he knows all of us. But that still doesn't mean we take that leap over into, oh, I, that means I was, I was running around before I was even born. No. No, 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 no. No, that's not what this is getting at. Later in Jeremiah, he assures Jeremiah again and, and he tells Jeremiah, know "I am the God of all flesh. Is there anything too difficult right? And the answer is no. But I love that verse because it solidifies solidifies. The importance it solidifies God's preeminence all over everyone. In fact, that's Jeremiah thirty two, twenty seven. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? So, the reason that verse sticks out to me so so much is because God says, Look, if you're flesh, I'm your God. <laughs> whether you know it or not, whether you accept it or not, whether you like it or not. I'm, that is the way it is. And believe, God wants us to like it. A lot of people don't. So here's the thing. Context. You have to look at context. Because uh, a, a verse taken out of context becomes a pretext. That's what they say And in simpler English. If you take stuff out of context, you can make it say anything. But now let's get back to the... Word of knowledge type thing. I believe that the Holy Spirit can reveal and does reveal things, specific things, and to His disciples, to His people. I believe that. Oddly enough, I still believe in miracles. Can you believe that? And, you know, I don't, I don't I look. You know, you can look all over the place. I don't see where God said, "Hey, you know, I stopped." It got too, got too wild, got too, too many people getting crazy. I think that a lot of times, if you really want to know why people don't see more miracles, is A, they're not looking for them. And B, our free will gets in the way of what God wants to do sometimes. And you're saying, well, if God's all powerful, how is that possible? Because God will not violate someone's free will against their will, if he was going to do that, then basically, he'd make a whole bunch of robots. And without getting into a real huge, deep discussion on the will of God, let's look at it this way. God's ultimate will is going to be done. Period. Regardless of what people... You know, you can get on the wagon, get off the wagon. But the thing is, God's agenda is going forward. But, if we do it willingly with Him, you say, we put our volition, they call it, basically it's our willpower, it's our faith in Him. Then things are so much better. Now, be honest, um, a lot of times even Christians end up fighting God's will sometimes. You say, well, how can they do that? Once again, God will not force someone to obey Him. If you choose destruction, then God will let you have what you want there's a ton of people that can testify to that and it's one of these things where you have to say okay, be careful what you wish for now when you hear if someone says to you the Spirit told me to tell you this then listen thoughtfully and dig into the word of God to see if it lines up. And let me give you a really simple example. There have been people who have used this. God told me to, to find another wife because my current wife or my current spouse you know isn't really on board with his plan. So, God told me to get a divorce. Wow. Told you that. Okay, so in general, you know, and then, of course, the dude divorces, gets a younger wife, everybody's happy, right? No, not everybody's happy. It's, it's a train wreck. But here's the, here's the thing. And, and by the way, I'm not saying that there aren't occasions when divorce may be necessary. <laughs> All right, that's not what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying when somebody says, Oh, I got a word from God, and God says, Sure, go ahead and get into orders, no sweat. I'll get you another wife, it's your third one, but hey, you know, or get another spouse, you know, kick that one to the curb. Well, it's not in the Bible anywhere. I mean, God doesn't, get, God says the word he used in the Old Testament if you use King James is is I hate divorce that's you know is what God says but the word hate in Hebrew means strongly I don't prefer you to do that <laughs> because God understands in certain situations it may be absolutely necessary but In other situations, uh, he says, uh, you know, hey, if there's any way you can avoid it, that's what you need to do. Anyway, uh, there have been people who've just, you know, hey, hey, word of knowledge. God told me. And you can use that kind of thing. To, to justify just about any crazy thing that comes in your head. So, coming back around. If someone says the Spirit of God's got a word, listen to it. Check it out with the Bible. Bereans checked out what Paul told them. And, you know, and he said those guys are smart. He said he's, he commended them for that. So, no one. Is. So, then the minute you have somebody that tells you something crazy, and then you want to check it out with the Bible, and they get hacked off, you know right then it's not from God, because anyone who has a word from God would be happy for you to check the Bible. Yeah. So, say all that to encourage you, and to encourage you to keep on. Keeping on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.